This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. I think it's time to cover the bases here. What did we see on offense? Um, is it worth talking about? Absolutely, because it, we got to get into those small details that kind of made a little bit of magic. You don't hit 20 without a little bit of magic. So, um, Kaylee, initially, what did you think of this offense from what you saw? What did you like? What did you dislike? Initially, there were there were a lot of concerns, Casey. Frankly, I think initially, the game starts and it, 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 they can't do anything. And it yeah. seems like the same old thing. And literally, not just, you know, the... the Actually the same old thing. Yes. Yeah, literally. Uh, Tom Brady fumbling when he hasn't, like, when he doesn't do that. When he, It's mm-hmm. so rare. Uh, Tom Brady and, and the Bucks getting shut out in the first half. So rare. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady breaking an iPad. Again, it just <laughs> it seems like this is a repeat. We're going to get a repeat. What is happening because it's happening all over again. Like how, how did we get here? And it's not that the saints are performing defensively. Like this, you know, this like extravagant scheme to get at the bucks, but somehow they know what to do between getting in Tom Brady's face, between Mm -hmm. coverage for the receivers. It seemed like they knew exactly how to really put pressure and just create nothing in the field so that they couldn't move the ball. They were stuffing for the most part, Leonard Mm -hmm. Fournette, like he wasn't getting anywhere. There was one good run by Leonard Fournette early on. There was one good uh, deep pass to Evans in the first half early on. And after that, it was like, what is happening? And then it's, you get to the end of the third quarter. They're finally getting on the board. And then a, a guy that we've talked about a little bit, who, frankly, I didn't necessarily expect this from him. But because of where you're because Julio Jones is out, because, <laughs> you know, because of all of these different things that happen, you do see Brashad Perryman. And we know that he's a guy that Tom Brady likes to go to in big moments that steps Mm -hmm. up in big moments. So, I mean, I, I think that is he an every single reception kind of guy? Absolutely not. Yeah. But he's the guy that you go to when you need to make a play and he stepped up again. Um, and, and I think that that is really a big spark for for this offense and for the ultimate spark yeah exactly yeah Yeah. and I'm glad you kind of mentioned the um I don't know kind of the demeanor and and the lack of excitement in some degrees of that Saints defense it's not like anything splashy or spectacular really happened but typically when we come to this this point of um of the Jolly Rogers and touchdown show, it's this, oh my gosh, the offensive line, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna what's going on? What's going on? And shockingly, guys, it's it wasn't really exactly uh I almost said <laughs> I almost said a bleep show, but it wasn't exactly um a torrential downpour show of the offensive line. Because if you go back and look, while the run game couldn't really pick up in a sense, you're talking about second, third string offensive lineman number one, number two. You're talking about the fact that there were certain gaps that were just getting completely closed off by Cameron Jordan, who we know 
the caliber of, of his defensive playmaking. Um, this is also a guy who's been, had the ability to sack Tom Brady multiple times. And I will say this for anybody that calls the, uh, the offensive line into question, the Saints defense only got technically one total sack on Tom Brady, two half sacks um, to come up for one sack the entire game. So as much shuffling and shifting as we saw in that offensive line, as tough as it was to watch the initial amount of the run, um, the offensive line really kind of hung in the trenches with what they with the situation that they had to manage with these second and third string guys. So this isn't a, oh my God, the offensive line. Although you did see that pressure start to hit Tom Brady. I mean, after every single snap, this guy was cussing somebody out, which is kind of comical because for everyone that thought, oh, he's emotionally detached from the game and all these things. No, I didn't see an emotionally detached person whatsoever. I saw the same guy from last year, the year before, 10 years prior, so on and so forth. So just something to keep in mind because we know that the run game wasn't all that effective. Uh, I think Leonard Fournette had a hole of 24 carries, 65 yards. And unfortunately for the rookie Rashad White, he didn't really have the best showcase to continue to hold down that number two spot. But Gio Bernard did get hurt with an ankle injury. And so between Rashad White continuing to contend for that second spot, we're probably going to finally see some Keyshawn Vaughn, which has been shocking because he had a pretty solid camp and then all of a sudden just kind of lost out on any ability to compete in this running back room. So a lot of people on Twitter were just kind of calling for Keyshawn Vaughn today, and I'm sure his number is going to get called up. That opportunity is going to present itself. Um, so yeah, first half really tough to watch, but I would say some of the positives being the offensive line wasn't a complete flop still going up against a very formidable defense protected their quarterback quite well. Tom Brady's Tom Brady. So he made his movement not look as nauseating as normal. We didn't see the dual threat quarterback that everybody jokes about from last season, but some glimmers of hope as the competition continues to ramp up throughout the season. You have Mike Evans. I think he was actually, no, Mike Evans wasn't the spark. I think it was Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller finally caught and reeled in a deep pass after the many drop passes during preseason and some other situations. And then finally made it all come together so beautifully. Now, yes, he had a bunch of drops after that, which isn't so cute, but double coverage, triple coverage is what this was being thrown into. Some of them were kind of slightly overthrown. If it was a wide receiver like Mike Evans or Somebody of that longer build, Julio Jones, I'm pretty sure that catch would have been reeled in. So that's kind of something that works against Scotty Miller, his frame. We know that he's the speedster. And after a couple of reps versus Marshawn Lattimore, they really kind of tried to play with speed versus length on the outside there. So while it was kind of this whole nothing is happening first half, so much was happening. That's just that's where the emotional roller coaster really kicked for me. Like we were doing the PR podcast and I was sweating. I thought I had too much caffeine or something, but it's the fact that all of the small intricate details in between to get them to halftime, there was so much going on, uh, so much drama besides the actual drama, if you will. Um, so I had to give a shout out to the offensive line. Scotty Miller being a spark plug there. Mike Evans doing Mike Evans things. I mean, to have three receptions, he had 61 yards. So a lot of nice stretched passes down the field for having one of the best receiving cores in the league. Obviously that hasn't been able to be exercised because of injuries, but you saw glimmers of hope in the right place. And you hit one on the head, Brashad Perriman. We've talked about this guy uh, as a UCF um, former 
I root for him heavily. I rooted for him so much last season. Then the drops really started coming in and then it kind of, you know, started messing with me. I didn't even think he was going to make this 53 man roster. Then versus the Cowboys, he couldn't catch anything for the life of him. So I was really banging on the table, like just swap them, put them on practice squad. That shows you how little patience I have, guys. Um, <laughs> and then here he goes, being the hero uh, of this offense. What happened when you saw that touchdown? Did you freak out? Did did you immediately feel like, oh, Bucks have this? Or did it feel like, okay, we're just one step closer to a potential W? I think that I think that it felt closer, but I wasn't sure. And I'll get into this a little bit more, but I wasn't sure which Jameis we were getting last mm. week. And granted, they were playing the Falcons, but last week Jameis was able to like get into this extra gear. Yes. And I talked about this on the podcast, but he scored 17 points in the fourth quarter and led his team to a victory, a close victory over the Falcons. But a victory nonetheless. And so there was a part of me that it's like, well, it's Tom Brady. Of course, he's going to do something late in this game. That's what he does. Yeah. We've also seen that from Jameis Winston from time to time. So there was a cautious optimism <laughs> when that happened. It wasn't like, this is, you know, totally going the Bucks way. Everything is great now. Game it was, over. It was like, okay, that's good. Let's keep it going. Let's see what continues to happen. And, um, and on both sides of the ball, they continued to excel. Um, I have a question for you because you mentioned something and I'm interested at what point do you think it was a spark? Because, uh, because there's another spark that we haven't gotten into yet, but you mentioned Scotty mm -hmm. Miller. And mm -hmm. so I'm just wondering, are you saying that you think the spark was when Scotty went for the deep pass? that Lattimore had the tight coverage on mm -hmm. and then that, okay. 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 So yes. to get into that, of course. Okay. So Scotty goes for this deep pass. The coverage is so tight and there's no call and Tom Brady is frustrated. So yeah. he's, he's pretty pissed somewhat rightfully so because there's been a lot of nitty gritty calls in the, like, I kind of want to have a conversation with, you know, the people calling oh, me because there was a lot of calls and frankly on both sides of the ball where I was just like, what is horrendous? Happening? Like it was horrendous. This is like, yeah, it just seemed ridiculous at, at times on, again, on both sides of the ball. I think there were calls mm -hmm. that both teams way, but there were times where it's like, what, what is happening? What, what yeah. are you doing? Um, regardless so of the rivalry, understandably frustrated that he didn't get that call, that nothing happened. So he goes and talks to the ref. Fournette and Lattimore start with their own thing. And then Evans chimes in. New lining for the like, guy. Yeah. And and clearly they have beef. And we talked about oh. it previously. Like, not only do they have beef, but like it's such a fantastic matchup that you want to watch, that you're yes. excited to watch. And you know, that, that really is that fight. Cause it, it breaks out into a brawl, which again, we talked about there's sparks between these teams. I was not surprised. I think I said it on last week's or on Thursday's pod. I said, there's probably going to be a fight at some point. Like you this, did this probably and we thought it was going to be Lenny. So funny that he was even involved, yeah. but Kaylee, I'm so glad you brought this up Yeah, because if you look back at the tape, you actually see verbally Lattimore and Brady going at it. And Brady calls yes. Lattimore a little 
B-I-T-C-H or whatever. <laughs> so, of course, Lattimore starts getting a little animated, which brings yeah. Leonard Fournette into the situation because nobody's going to let somebody touch their 45-year-old no. quarterback. So then that happens. I was surprised to see Leonard be still somewhat reserved within that um, that uh, confrontation. Maybe Mike and then Evans. it was Mike Evans had had time that he had him, that he – that if yeah. there was anything that went down, it was going to be his. That's what, 100%. We were both sold on it. And Mike <laughs> Evans watches all this go down. As he's exiting the field, he is on the sideline, ladies and gentlemen. Like, you're clear to stay where you're at. And he pivots and comes slating for the guy. Now, yep. all this to say that aside from us thinking that this was going to be a Lenny brawl, um, <laughs> our producer said it best. I think these are two guys that just genuinely hate each other. It'll never happen for them to get along. They're so I just it their interactions just feel so personal yeah. because well, they are. there is a a a they take shots clone of a video, a clone of a video from when Jameis Winston was the quarterback at the Bucks. Winston taps Lattimore on the helmet because they were having some words. And then once more, Mike Evans comes from out of the frame of the video into the frame, completely bulldozing and lighting up Lattimore. So this is some kind of tip for like every season, yes. two matchups, it's like who can do what. So to think about how amicable, quote unquote, they're mat they're they're um uh what's the word I'm looking for? Their interactions have their been interactions were last field. season on yeah. the field is remarkable to me because yeah. It's just I'm surprised that they were able to be on the same field last season and not have this. Um, but Mike Evans did have a very much a shutdown performance versus Lattimore. So I think he just had that chip on his shoulder and didn't feel the need for things to elevate. But, yeah, I mean, well, the and drama. They, and, they, and it's continued because even after the game, when when people were asked about it, um, people said that Lattimore was getting way too emotional and that that he was like taking things out of hand. Um, so and we don't know what he said to Brady, you know, so to get Brady to no. call you a little thing. Yeah. Is like, well, because Brady didn't go up. Brady wasn't talking to him at all. Brady was talking to the ref because Brady was right to the ref at first. And then they had some type of interaction. But with the helmets, you don't exactly know who started it, whether like who said what to who first right and probably won't ever know um you know of, of course afterwards brady is like you know it's football people get emotional things <laughs> Always. so giving giving the very um you know quarterback-esque answer that we would expect from tom brady um but yes it was a it was a very interesting altercation um and in a lot of ways casey it reminded me of a hockey fight and yeah. what happens after a hockey fight? The team rallies behind it. It just energizes Great and motivates them. Because again, up to this point, they've had nothing, mm -hmm. nothing going on offensively. Brady fumbles. Like, they just can't get it done. They're getting some long-range passes, but then some not. And there's so much frustration. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, this fight happens. And the Saints, who are already down a, a cornerback, right? They're already down yep. somebody out there. They Lose so both guys were ejected. So Lattimore's ejected, Evans is ejected, and it opens up. It opens up the field 
so much for the box. I think it was that advantage protection that just really lit everybody up because two quick things is that uh, post game Tristan Wirfs mentioned that if there was any key advice that he's ever been given, it was the fact that uh, backup backup quarterback Ryan Griffin told him, hey, after every play, make sure you check out like look for Mike Evans. In other words, make sure that he is not involved in anything. So as everything starts winding down or the attempt to start reeling in that altercation, you see Tristan Wirfs is the one who finally gets Mike Evans from the bottom of that pile up that takes place and reels him off to the sideline and, and you know, is containing him. The pictures after the fact are probably the most entertaining part. Aside, like the video doesn't even give it justice. It's just the slide by slide of Tristan Wirfs trying to get Mike Evans to the sideline and to shut down that whole situation. But then this is why we love Twitter, ladies and gentlemen, Jolly Rogers fans, because somebody got a slow-mo of what Mike Evans was saying to the ref post-altercation, and he literally goes, that's Tom Brady. <laughs> like, he's defend he, he got that riled up only because somebody had words with Tom Brady, and you don't say negative bad things to Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there was just... There's just so much juice going in, in in that situation in terms of just players protecting players. Um, yeah, that's Tom Brady. What do you want me to do? And everyone's like, I want you to calmly go to the sideline and grab some Gatorade. But no, he's going to protect his quarterback. Nobody says nasty things to his quarterback. So well, the protection was such a relationship. You can yes. tell that they really do enjoy each other and mm -hmm. they have a good relationship. Like you well, see them Evans on the sideline. You they they have a very good relationship. Yeah, because even after the game, Evans went to the to the end of the tunnel and walked and waited to walk with Brady back to the locker room. Uh, yeah. Brady kept going at some point after they had their exchange, and then he you know high fived everybody walking in. But you're right, they just very much have their own special and um, unique bond there. But for an exciting, crazy first half to. Uh, drag of a third quarter still and then this fourth quarter just electrifies i mean i'm all in all just to kind of wrap up offense you're talking about two field goals that that, that go down and then all of a sudden in the fourth you've got two touchdowns and one field goal and you mentioned Jameis winston 17 points fourth quarter rally versus the falcons it's just funny how the shoe flipped to the other foot because for another fourth quarter rally you've got the bucks putting up 17 points Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to mention that for sure, Casey. It, the, the tides really have turned, Oof. if you will. The 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 wind is blowing in the opposite <laughs> direction. Uh, yeah, the Bucks took the play right out of the Saints book of what mm -hmm. they did last week. But they did it better than the yes. Saints even did it. Um, and I do have to do a quick brag on myself. We all made predictions. My prediction was 17-10. I predicted a tighter, closer, more defensive game. Yes, and 20, 20 to 10. I mean, I think like I got to give myself a, a few little props there. Um, I'm giving you some gold for that. But, uh, but yeah, I think that the way that this team was able to play when the going got tough, the people who stepped up, uh, it was it was fantastic.